there to self-care. I'm Jen, lifestyle YouTuber and your host of this podcast, where we dive deep with insightful guests to find out how self-care has played a role in their success. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to our community. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our community. I just re-listened to this episode right before this, and I'm freaking pumped because Sarah is an incredible speaker. She's so fun to listen to, and her story of how she popped off in like a day is just so insane and inspiring. And she, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Very excited about it. We'll talk about that in a minute. Let's talk about what was in alignment for us this week and out of alignment. And so many of you have been writing in the Geneva. We have a group link. If you're not a part of it yet, I will put it in the show notes. Join our Geneva group chat so you can talk to us. And I have a room in there for you guys to share what was in alignment and out of alignment for you this week. And so many of you have been doing that. And I've been loving being able to hear from you guys and for all of us to share with each other. So just wanted to shout that out. I'm loving that. And thank you for participating. So for me, what was in alignment, I said no to going out. I really stayed in a lot, wanted to recover after my amazing weekend in Nashville. And even though I felt pulled to go out sometimes because I wanted, I didn't want to seem flaky or I didn't want to disappoint people. I really stayed true to, nope, I need to recover. This is what I need. And it just feels really good when you finally start putting yourself first. So there's that. And then I also had quality time with my best friend, Jess. She made her debut in my vlogs because I'm now vlogging around the clock and loving it. And she got a tattoo this weekend and it was just so fun. We went and got drinks after. Yeah. And then I just stayed in that night and it just has been a really nice weekend. Any time where I can get quality time with people and also quality time with myself to do nothing. We love that. So what was out of alignment this is kind of in alignment too, but I started my SIBO medicine this week. So I'm on day three of the antibiotics, Zyfaxin. And what's out of alignment is it's hurting my stomach even more. I mean, it's killing all this bacteria in my small intestine. So it makes sense, but it's just, it's not fun. So there's that. But really what is out of alignment kind of just started this weekend, just some family stuff. It's not really my story to share. So I'm not going to get into specifics, but I'll be open about my experience which is I'm trying to figure out a way to set boundaries where I used to be someone that's like, I just take what everyone wants to talk to me about. I let everyone emotionally dump on me and just take it and fix things. And now I'm trying to just set better boundaries so that I can preserve my own energy and cope with this issue in how I can cope best because I have the mental health tools to handle it. And I went to, this was in alignment, right after I like found out this family news and before I went home to see everyone, I went to SoulCycle and I haven't gone in like a year, but I was like, I just need to sweat and cry and sing in a dark room. And that's what I did. And I had this epiphany of like, oh, now I get why when people are down, they just want to go to the clubs and like drink and forget about everything and just sing and dance and express themselves in our dark room. Except the 
difference is me doing that in soul cycle, I felt 1000 times better because of the endorphins. But if I had done that going out to the clubs, I would feel 10,000 times worse because of the come down from alcohol and the hangover and all of that. So just a little epiphany I had that like, we can experience the same thing in different ways. And I'm so glad that I have that safe space in workout classes and the privilege to take so many of them for free because I get that expression without the come down. So just a little tip, but I, yeah, I'm trying to navigate like setting those healthy boundaries, which the last episode with the CBT therapist, Ariella is really helping me with that. It's like setting boundaries while also, you know, being a safe space for everyone else, but protecting my own energy and mental health, which then there's another layer. I'm sure so many of you can relate to this. It's like, then you feel guilty when you feel good and you have the tools and you're distracted and you're doing things to help yourself, but like, other people aren't feeling good and then you feel guilty. So it's a whole, it's a hard thing to navigate family dynamics, especially during hard times and everyone copes differently and reacts differently, but scheduled my emergency therapy session for today. Cause I didn't want to wait till Thursday. So I have my tools. I've been back into Kundalini, you know, when I need it, I'm going to the workouts, I'm going doing Kundalini. It's like, you know what you need to do when, when you're in a bad place. So I'm just proud of myself to be quite honest, which feels really good. So let's talk about the guest of the hour, Sarah Baus. She is a social media manager, content creator, founder of Sunday Creative Studios, and the host of the Attainable podcast. So she was a chemist, went to college for chemistry, became a chemist, and then she quit and completely started over working at TJ Maxx to pursue a career in social media. And then... She popped off on TikTok. She went from 255 followers to like 150,000 in just five days. And then she went to 300,000 in just like under a month or something. We'll get into the specifics of this episode, but she's incredible. She is so relatable, just a small town girl, like budgeting and figuring shit out. And she just blew up and it's so exciting to watch. And we talk about all of it in this episode, her rise to fame on TikTok And then she's super analytical. So we get into the nitty gritty of specifics on how to grow on TikTok, what she attributes her growth to, reading her analytics and how you can read yours, major takeaways from her blow up, what's working, what's not, and also navigating the change in identity. So she identified as a chemist and the girl who, you know, had it all together and always figured it out. And she really had to just start over for herself and, and struggle with the identity change of it all. I'm working at TJ Maxx. And now there's another identity switch in being a full-time influencer. So I think we all can relate to that. And it's a really interesting conversation. So don't forget to join our Geneva group and please subscribe over on Spotify. You can now rate the podcast there. And I think Spotify is really the future of podcasts. So if you can rate five stars over there, you can click the three little dots next to the podcast name and then click rate the show, click five stars. And that one second will help me out. So, so much. And also just a quick tidbit, I've been super passionate about mental health. It's part of what I'm dealing with with my family and not everyone has the resources or the support of a family to help them get through it. So I'm going to throw some organizations or one organization into the description of this episode so that you guys can donate. I know there is one organization, Karen, that's a rehab facility and 
they grant scholarships to people who can't afford rehab themselves. So that's where your donations will be going. I'll put more information in the show notes, but that's what we're going to do this week. Maybe I'll do this once a month or something. We'll see. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to call that out. So without further ado, let's hear it from Sarah. Hi, thanks. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited because for those of you listening, I was on Sarah's podcast, I don't know, maybe three months ago or something like that. And then we were trying to get her on mine. But like all of these things got in the way where at one point it was in my junk mail. Then I just was digging out of my inbox. Then we rescheduled Mm -hmm. and all that during all that time she blew up on TikTok. So like the timing, this is when I believe in the universe because there's so much more to talk about now. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely more stories. I was like, oh, okay. Like the universe was like, hold on, you guys can't record yet. We've got something in store. And I'm like, oh man, the last two months, I've got I have plenty to talk about. I'm so excited. Like I am so excited. And I just have to say It's so cool to watch because for me, when I was on your podcast, I remember being like, I don't know if I said it out loud or if I just thought it, but I know that I thought, I think I said it to you. I was like, you're really good at this. Like you're Yes, you did. You did compliment me, which is very nice. Okay, good. Okay, good. (laughs) Like, I hope I didn't hold that in. But I remember thinking, she is so good at this. Like, she's such a natural. And I was like, it's such a shame because just as someone who's been podcasting for a year and a half now, it is the worst algorithm. And I was like- just kind of just starting out. And it's such a shame that like, I get to talk to all these awesome people that are so great. And it's like, it's going to take so long with podcasting to actually get heard because the algorithm sucks. But yeah, I was wrong because it's not a shame. And we found a loophole and it's called TikTok. So (laughs) TikTok is the answer to everything. You have a question, you have a problem, you need to fix something in your life. Just go to TikTok. That's what I'm learning. Oh my God, that is the tagline, the title of this episode for sure. I yeah. want to, okay, I want to take it all the way back because what I originally found so interesting about you was that you were a chemist. And then mm-hmm. when we were talking, you were like, yeah, I recently quit my job. I'm trying this podcasting thing. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So I want to go back to that time. Let's talk about yeah. you were a chemist. And then when did this big decision come about? Yeah, that's like the big curveball that people, you know, people see me on social media on Instagram and then they're like, hold on, what do you mean? I'm like, no, for real. Like I, I was a research and development chemist. I worked at a pharmaceutical lab, um, like making pharmaceutical drugs. And wow. that was my first job out of college um, in 2019, which feels like yesterday, because basically anything between now and 2019 is a complete wash. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I graduated in May and I... Throughout college, like, I knew I wanted to do, like, something in marketing or I didn't even really know what it was called. Like, I was not exposed to social media jobs or marketing jobs or business jobs or things like that to really understand. Like, it's hard to know what you want to do if you don't know that job exists kind of thing. Yeah. And so, but all my life, like, I I had been a science geek. And so I, I went into chemistry and I was like, okay, if all else fails, like, I know I can fall back on science and it, I'll always have a job there and it's quote stable and whatever. Um, and so I kind of never figured it out, con- continued, got my degree in chemistry and I had been applying for marketing jobs, like entry level marketing jobs. And funnily enough, like nobody knew what to do with a chemist degree who wanted to be in marketing. And I was like, I don't, I don't understand how you don't understand me. I, it seems perfectly <laughs> clear. 
Um, and so marketing. I was like, okay, you know, you could have done like marketing for drugs. Yeah, I. <laughs> Looking back, I'm like, of course, hindsight's 2020. I'm like, okay, Sarah, like, this is how you present yourself, you market yourself. And I was like, no, I was just like an anxiety ridden senior who told herself, I did, I did have like an ultimatum. I didn't even give myself time to really think about it. I was like, okay, Sarah, if you don't walk across the stage with like a big girl job, like a true career, which is, this is a terrible mindset. I, I, t- I tell the opposite of people now, but I was like, okay, if you don't do that, like, I don't know, you'll just combust. Like, you will actually just go up in flames. I was like, awesome. So I I have to, you know, no matter what, no matter if it makes me happy or not, like I have to have this career or whatever. Nowadays, I would look back and be like, Sarah, you're not allowed to look at a job board until at least July. Like you're not allowed to look at it. Like you need to take some time to figure out who you are after college because it's a very different person. Love that advice. But uh, so I took, you know, I was like, okay, marketing job's not working out. Applied to my first chemist job and got it. I was like, great. And and everybody was telling me, like, that's so cool. Like, research and development chemists, that's so impressive. And they told me that same thing in college. Wow, you're a chemistry, like, chemistry degree. That's so cool. That's so impressive. So I was like, oh, like, everybody says, like, this is so cool. This is so impressive. I must be so cool and so impressive. This must be what I'm supposed to do. Because everybody's telling me that it's really cool and very impressive. That's not quite how things work out. Um, it, it, I did not belong. If you can imagine, um, I've, I've started, I'm like, calling myself I'm like I'm a raging extrovert raging extrovert and if you can imagine putting a raging extrovert in, in a, a chemistry lab that <laughs> is an atrocious situation my mental health tanked I had I have never been in a place in it I mean I'm still you know still in in therapy now getting over getting over is a bad way to put it, but kind of like working through the things that I was going through then. Um, and I did not realize in a, in a six month period of being in that place and making myself be in a place that I did, I knew I didn't fit and I didn't want to be there caused years and years and years of damage that I'm now having to work through. But a great message, by the way, I think this is so important just to call out like you're causing damage for your future self. So the sooner you come to terms with what you really want and how you can really solve this and work through it, the sooner and the less damage you're going to do to your mental health. So I love that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, it wasn't even, you know, I, I had put myself there because of pressure of a, it all goes back to like, I was really worried about what people would think if I wasn't the smart kid and okay. if I wasn't the chemist and there, you know, if I left this really nice job and all of a sudden didn't have a plan, like everybody, you know, when I was worried in school, everybody around me, my parents, my mentors, my friends, they meant well when they were saying, you always figure it out. Like you always do well. You don't, don't worry about it. And I'm like, no, you know, you don't understand when you say that, like I always do well. That means I have to do well. That means I don't have a place where I can step out of line and like take a pause and not know what I'm doing. I always have to know what I'm doing, what I'm meant to be doing, the path that I'm on. And that's not a reality when you are coming out of college. You, the place that you're meant to be is at a, at like a whirlwind tornado of lost. And if I had just allowed myself, even even two months of just saying, you know what, like I'm going to take a pause and learn what it's like to sit in a place of uncertainty. If I had just done that, I would have, I would have kept myself from my first anxiety attack, having to move home with no plan and work, you know, go to therapy and have to, you know, that's a privilege that I was able to do that. But 
I would have saved myself from a lot of pain if I had just realized that people, it didn't matter what people thought. And, and, and honestly, people weren't looking and they didn't care. You also touch on something interesting, which is like the identity of it all. So you're identifying as the smart one, as the one who always figures it out, as the one who has their shit together. So it's really hard to detach from that. Like there's, of course, the societal pressure and the pressure of people pleasing and perfectionism, but it's also hard because I just quit like my last tie to corporate two days ago. So I, thank you. So, but I understand that feeling of like, but I am this person. So what's, how are people going to view me or how can I view myself if I'm not that? And sometimes once you do it, you're like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Like, let's just sit. It's okay to not have it all figured out for just a minute in order to be able to figure out your next steps. Oh yeah. It all comes back to identity. And, and that's a lesson that I'm con- continuing to have to learn. I had this same conversation conversation with Natalie Barbu, which I think who has maybe have been on your podcast as well. I literally and- was in person with her two days ago on my podcast for Stop. part two. <laughs> yeah. Stop like, it. Oh, I love her. Ago, I love her. I love Florida. everything. Yeah. Love. I love everything she's doing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm literally, I'm actually heading to Miami for my bachelor and I haven't texted <gasps> her to tell her. I need to let her know. Um, Wait, when I'm are you going? Excited. Uh, July. Okay. It was July 4th and then the second weekend of okay. July. Okay. I yeah. thought you were going to say like next week cause she's going to be in New York, but anyway, we can talk about this later. Okay. Yeah, that's that's whole, exciting yeah. though. Yeah. I'm very excited. Oh, um, God, so that's cool. coming up, but okay, so um, how we're having you- the same conversation Yeah, Go about identity and, um, she, was saying, you know, she, same thing, like she identified the smart kid and she had always identified by her job. And even now, like she identifies as like the CEO and founder of this tech company. And that's something that I've continually had to learn of, um, you know, hey, your productivity and what you do for work doesn't define who you are. Um, You know, in the beginning, I was so embarrassed to tell people, like before I had, you know, started my own business or went freelance or had a direction, I moved back home and I started working for TJ Maxx because I'd, I'd done retail before and I just needed something. I needed money of some sort. I was so embarrassed. I didn't post on social media. Like I did not want people to know that I was like, I went from this chemistry job to now I'm back home and working retail, which is, there's literally nothing wrong with that. A job is a job is a job, but I, I went through I the didn't same want, thing. I get yeah, it. Yeah. I was like, embarrassed for no reason and even today like especially with entrepreneurship I've had to have conversations with myself I'm like okay what happens if everything goes under I'm like I go get another job like it's just a way to make money that doesn't change that I am loving and I'm a good friend and that you know I love my I'm smart yeah it doesn't doesn't change that I'm smart it doesn't make you any less smart yes exactly and so that's something that I've had to learn um, and continue to learn. And even now I like yesterday I took off work because I wanted to go to be- the beach with friends. And I was like, oh, does like, does this make me lazy? Like even I, questioning my own identity, does this make me lazy or like a bad worker? Because like, I'm going to the beach instead of working. I'm like, no, it just means that you can manage your time. <laughs> like, it's fine. We oh, don't yeah. have to be productive or fit into some nutshell of what people define as like a good job or good worker or whatever that doesn't make you a good person. Totally. And we're not all meant to work or do anything in the same way as one another. We don't like we are all of our bodies are different. We get fatigued at different times. We have different stamina when it comes to how long you can sit and stare at a computer and work and when you're most inspired and driven. So we're not all meant to work the same hours in the same way every single day. So if you have the opportunity not to, it does take a minute to not 
fall into that shame spiral of like, oh, I should be working right now because everyone at a nine to five is working right now. But it's it takes a minute to step into, which I struggle with, like, oh, no, I have a different schedule than those people. Like they like I, I can take a break at 12 o'clock and work out because that's when it feels best for my body or whatever it might be. So I relate with that a lot. But I'm curious. You finally made the decision. My mental health. This is not working. I'm going to go home work at TJ Maxx was the goal to get a marketing job or was the goal to start a podcast and start content creation? The goal at that time was just to get a marketing job. I was like, okay, I now know like this is not what I want to do. And my next best guess was marketing because again, I didn't have exposure to the industry. And so all I had was books. And so I went back home. I gave myself like a couple weeks to kind of like get back on my feet started working at TJ Maxx and I would read marketing books during my lunch break because I didn't want to get another degree. I was like, I'm not going to pay for another degree. So I was like, I'm going to climb myself out of this hole with books. I'm going to build, I said, I'll build a ladder out of books. So I read as many books as I could about marketing, learning about the industry. I was like, okay, all these professionals have written books about their life. Like essentially, if I can walk through, you know, 25 marketing professionals lives, I'll be a professional marketer kind of. <laughs> so I was applying for jobs and like doing all these things. And one thing that led to another to me, like ending up doing it freelance. Um, but the podcast came, podcasting, content creation, that was something that had been a whisper in my mind since I was probably about 15 that I didn't even bother to really look at or take seriously until it kind of manifested itself. I had been, I've been making YouTube videos and writing blog posts like off and on um, since I was 15. And, and the podcast came from a place I was like, okay, one, one of my best friends was starting a podcast producing studio. So I was like, great. You want your first client? Like I'm there. Um, And I wanted a place where I could just chat. I was like, my greatest gift, if I can do anything, I can talk. (laughs) Gift of the gab. That is literally, I was like, if I can do anything, I can just yap my mouth. And so I wanted to make a place where I could sort of talk about the awkward transitions of being in your 20s and being in the different stages of life that I was at with these people that I was talking to on Instagram and just kind of have a place to hang out. And I didn't, I just wanted a place to talk and have friends and everything. So the podcast manifested from that in August of 2020. Yes. Yes. August of 2020, trying to keep my timeline open. So I was in my job since before graduation to October of 2019. I worked at TJ Maxx from November to March when everything shut down for COVID. And then during that like one thing kind of led to another, met my first client. She kind of helped me get other clients. Um, I started freelancing. And then in August of that year is when I started the podcast. So at this point I was doing some work for multiple clients, making enough to like withstand like my own lifestyle. And then I brought the podcast on when my other friend quit her corporate job to start her studio. And then it kind of just snowballed from there falling yeah okay so I want to bring it back to this identity piece of it so we know how you felt giving up your identity when you moved to TJ Maxx and we're figuring out where to get your next job now you are an influencer as of what a month ago like you know yes. like professionally yeah. an influencer yeah how, what's your identity now? Do you feel, and even before the following, when you started the podcast and everything, was it 
Was there any shame or embarrassment with that? And then now that you have a following, do you feel validated and feeling like you can step into this identity or you still feel lost? I'm curious, like the the progression of your identity. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I totally hear what you're saying. Um, yes. 100% getting a following and getting more views. Like, I'm not going to lie. That's one that validates you a lot. Great. Like the advice that you hear from these larger creators, it, it is good advice. And when you listen to it, like it's none of it's wrong, but it is coming from a place that they are already validated with what they're creating. And you do forget what it's like to put something out there and there be crickets. And that hurdle of pushing past that is the hardest part. That's the hardest part with the podcast. It's the hardest part if you're posting on Instagram. It's the hardest part when you're posting on TikTok. Like having doing it for no one else but yourself when in fact your entire job in that way is sort of to entertain other people. It's a very it's a re- really weird like mind mess up. But yes. my identity now, it is it's still even it's weird to say like influencer. Like I don't even think I've I've accepted that for myself, um, even though I have now been talking to some brands and I'll have my first brand deal soon. And like, that's very cool. I think, Yay. thank you. I think it's- the first time that I actually get, get a check and be like, oh, okay. This is my job. Like, this, yeah. Like this is, this is a job. This is like a, a stream of income. This is very cool. Yes. Um, before that, um, before like during I got the, hurdle. the large, during yes. the hurdles of the crickets. Yes. During the hurdle of it all, I think that at some point I just kind of switched my mindset and said, okay, whatever I'm doing, because I was doing a lot. I had my podcast, I was doing my own Instagram and, my, and uh, TikTok. And then I was also managing other people's I feel social medias and doing content stuff for them. So I was like, okay, in any aspect of my life, no matter what I'm doing, I'm, I'm creating content. So that's what, you know, you kind of want to put a name tag on yourself. I was like, okay, I am a content, I'm a content creator. That is what I do. I do it in very like a lot of different ways, but that's kind of, I settled into that. Um, not really thinking that I would be sitting in a place that I would then have an audience to talk to. Um, me and my fiance were talking about this and, and cause after this happened now I'm like, okay, like what do I do now? Cause I'm in this weird place with my freelancing and then this is sort of building up and then I've got other opportunities coming from other places. And I'm definitely, I'm in kind of a weird stagnant point right now, like middle ground where I'm not making a full-time income with TikTok, but I really want to. And then the freelance thing is doing whatever it's doing. And I was like, you know, honey, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know what to do right now. Like I feel very odd. Like I'm not sure. And he was like, he was like, sweetheart, I think that you didn't even consider that this could happen like when you're planning and you're thinking about what you want to do you didn't allow yourself to think that far like if I'm gonna do it like if somebody were to say what what's your dream job I probably still would have said like a marketing position or still doing social media consulting and like I I have my dream job but if I were to have been honest like I would have said like I want to have an audience I want to be a creator talking to people on, you know, multiple platforms. I want to be the next, like Natalie Barbu, like Jason Marie Smith, like those kind of things. But it's I, hard I did to not admit. even. It's so yeah, hard to admit. It's there's so such, hard to admit. There's such shame around it when you don't have an audience yet, because it feels like self-indulgent and like yeah. almost, what's the word? Like, what's the word when you put yourself on a pedestal? What am I trying to say? Oh, oh. Um, I know what you mean. Like you're kind of arrogant. Like 
like obsessed and with yourself. It feels yeah. what's the word? This is um, gonna piss me self-absorbed. Off. Yes, yes, yes. I feel self-indulgent, self-absorbed. Yes, and when when someone doesn't understand, no, I actually just want a community, and I actually love creating content. Um, I resonate with you so much, and like I love to talk. I love yes. the platforms is similar to you, TikTok podcast, where I can just be myself. It's not that like, mm-hmm. I want to pose and be an influencer. It's like, I love to talk. I want to find a community and find my people and it's fun to create, but that's not what people hear. So I totally get like not allowing yourself to say that as your dream job when you're so, when it feels so far out of reach. Yeah. And it feels like it always feels, whatever you're like reaching towards, it feels like everybody's doing it because it's what you're surrounding yourself with. Right. And especially with social media, it's, it's what content like we see. But then when I talk to my friends, like they're not seeing the same things that I am. So they, they're like, no, I don't see anybody doing this. I don't see anybody taking TikTok seriously. I don't see anybody like Funny. talking about TikTok and the TikTok tips and how to grow. And I'm like, oh my Funny. God, it's literally my entire for you page. Like all same. I see is people trying to do the same thing I am, but I had to remind myself in those times where I was like, everybody's doing this, you know, this, you're not special. I don't like, you know, everybody's racing towards the same finish line and like, nothing's going to come of it. I was like, you know what? Nobody says when anybody says I want to be a doctor, nobody says we have too many doctors. Nobody says everybody's doing that. When somebody says I want to be a lawyer, nobody says, oh, mm, you know, everybody's doing that. You know, it's a really tough thing. You're probably not going to, like, you might want to have a backup plan. For- no, no one says that. Literally no one. And I was I like, that. all right. So and that's that's it. I will take that a step further. You will only get one doctor. But if you're consuming content, you can, con- how many people do you follow on TikTok? Like you can oh, consume good. how many people in a minute? How many people in a minute yeah, can like you how scroll? How many people I, I like love, you know, like these right. people that I've been with for years. Like you have this loyalty. Of course, that's like the ultimate goal is like to have this audience loyalty. And I'm thinking of how I feel towards these certain creators. I'm like, you are my best friend, even though you yeah. don't know my name. And I'm like, I want to be your best friend. <laughs> like yeah. that is, I've been saying that since the beginning. I'm like, I want to be your best friend. Like you are all my best friends and I'm overshare and you probably know more than you should. And that's exactly how I want it to be. (laughs) Yes, I relate with that so much. And everything you're saying is inspiring me. I feel like these are all messages that I need to hear right now to keep going. And I will keep going. But sometimes you need like the extra encouragement. And going back to what you said earlier, like all these people who are already successful are giving us tips. And that is why I'm so excited to have you on because you are so successful already, but you're so close to when you just popped off that like you remember what it was like to be in my position and even even like starting from square zero like it was literally it was just now so I want to like dive into all of this with you and with that there's this idea called expanders I don't know if you've heard of it Mm -mm. it's kind of like a spiritual term it's instead of comparing yourself to people it's like seeing to believe so it's finding people that you can relate to that are where you want to be in some way or another in some aspect of life, whether it's a relationship, a job, whatever it might be. And they were like at your point at some point. So it's not like Shay Mitchell wouldn't be an expander for me. Cause like she had a platform of being an actress. Right. You are an expander for me. Cause I was with you when, when we're both just like trying to, you know, have a podcast and figure out this and navigate these times. And then like you already have 300,000 followers on TikTok. I'm sure you're bringing, which I want to ask you people over to the podcast now. And 
So you're such an expander for me. I just wanted you to know that, that like you're so- Oh my gosh, that's so so inspiring, So inspiring to me and so well-deserved. And it just, it allows me to see that like you can be- good at what you do and like people will find you one way or another and all it takes is like one video even and I, yes. so I want to get into like the nitty-gritty of it yes so I was talking to Natalie the other day as you mentioned her earlier mm-hmm. about how TikTok is a great like gateway thing so it's like yes you could you should have other platforms and TikTok is a really great way for people to find you and then you talk about your podcast or you talk about these other platforms and they can you can bring them over there. Have you seen significant growth to your podcast or not yet? Oh yeah. From from the start I saw growth even before I I, I don't promote my podcast on my TikTok like a ton and I'm I'm working on like doing that a little bit more. Um but f- as soon as that video started going up, I then could check my podcast really? analytics and I saw those going up. Of course not at the same rate by any way shape or form, but um, no, it is. it definitely has made a huge difference. And people will ask about like, you know, how do you start a podcast? How do you, you know, do a podcast? I'm like, okay, everybody knows how to start a podcast. You get a microphone, you start talking. That's what, not what they're asking. They're asking how to grow and how to actually get an audience. And what you said earlier, like the podcast algorithm does not work. Like no. it is not in a place where it is, it's good for discovery. Crazy. Um, that's just not it's it's not the way it's built. I'm not even sure if there is a solution to that or if there is, then somebody's going to be very rich one there day. There should no Spotify but, just as a little t- tiny tangent, Spotify should be doing something to make it Spotify should be doing it. And Spot- I think Spotify's doing more. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're working on it. Okay, continue. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate Spotify for all the all the revenue that they're putting into podcasts and everything that they're doing, everything that they're doing with Anchor. And I think that they are in a headway that I really appreciate. They're working on um, it. Yes. But it's not like Instagram or TikTok where it is much easier to get found, especially on TikTok. And so I think that if you're wanting to, if you have like any sort of long form um, and you want to drive traffic there, TikTok is going to be the main platform that I suggest, but any short form platform that you can really dive into, that's where you're going to get people. If you just release podcasts, as much as I would love to say, you know, if it's good, people will find it. That's not necessarily the case um, in the short term. It may take a while and you will have a lot faster growth if you're promoting it on a different platform where people will actually discover it. Um, But yes, like all my podcasts are getting like a lot more views when it took, you know, my top podcast has like had like 120 views after like two years or listens after like two years, you know, maybe 150, something like that. And now I release at 6 a.m. I've got 100 listens by noon. And it's. Which is like super cool on a podcast I don't even promote. Like there's more, right. so much more that I could be doing. Now that it's like, look, I'm like, oh God, like I actually have to keep up with the Instagram crap. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, that is absolutely okay, translating. Great. And it's very cool to see. And it's even cooler to hear people comment or like DM the podcast Instagram or their comment on my TikToks or something like, I heard, like, I loved this podcast episode or I'm binging. When I hear, like somebody said, I'm binging all of your podcast episodes right now. Like I'm a catching dream. up. Love. A dream, an absolute dream. I'm like, such a oh, compliment. such a compliment because I know what that's like. I've had my podcast that I've, you know, yes. discovered and then I just, I binge every single one that they've ever done from the beginning. I'm like, somebody's doing that with mine. That is the highest compliment I could ever receive. And they're like, I love your stuff. You know, you're so inspirational. I'm really, I'm like, I don't, I don't even know what to say. It is the most amazing feeling to and it is, it's definitely validation to yes. say like, okay, I, you know, I created that so long ago 
and it's still helping people. That's, that feels the best. Yeah. I love that so much. And I can relate to just like something about the podcast specifically. It's so personal and it's so valuable. Mm -hmm. So knowing that someone's really listening and binging, it's like the greatest compliment ever and work that really pays off. But I want to dive into, I mean, the title of this episode will probably be something like 255 to whatever it was, 130K in five days. Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know the story, I want to dive into that, but we'll make it brief because you are similar to me in that we're very strategy oriented. So it's not Mm -hmm. just like a video took off and you weren't intentional. Yes, maybe you didn't realize that video was going to be the one to do it, but you similar to me are focused on strategy. You're looking at similar creators, what's working for them, or even looking at your own content, like, oh, what what did well, what didn't. So quickly tell the video that, you know, made you viral. And then we'll get into like, what do you think works on TikTok? Yeah, Any strategy, helps. growth tips? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, as soon as this happened, I was like, yes, I went, told I me. was going straight to analytics. And I was like, okay, what is it had bullet points. <laughs> Yay. Oh yeah. I forgot. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did the whole like message in the Slack channel. That's so funny. Yes. So no, we're doing I, it now. I, we're doing it here. Yes. We're doing it now. Yeah. We're doing that now. So, um, <laughs> for the, the synopsis, um, I had been, I've been consistent on TikTok at least once today since January. And then in, about mid-March, I think the date is March 17th. And honestly, I should have that tattooed on me somewhere. Um, and I went to the store and I, I've been making my own uh, laundry detergent for a long time. My mom has made it since I was really little. I'm pretty sure her mom taught her how to make it. And the best stain remover bar that we use in that detergent, the main ingredient is called Fells Naphtha, which is honestly the weirdest name ever. And it is this bar in white packaging. It's a gold bar. And um, its packaging is so old, like they haven't changed it in I don't know how long. Um, but it, it just works and it's kind of hard to find. And it's one of those like old grandma products. So it, they stuff it at the bottom of the shelf. So I went into my like local Walmart to get something and I found it and I found they had 13 bars. So I, I bought all 13 bars and I was like, oh, this is so funny. Like, I just thought it was hysterical that I was like walking out with this giant handful of these like laundry bars, got in my car in my local Walmart parking lot, set up my phone. And I, I made a TikTok about it. And I was like, this, if you don't know what this is, this is a bar of gold. This is the best laundry stain remover. If you, you know, this is like grandma's hack to laundry detergent. This is how I make my detergent, all stain removers, blah, blah, blah. Posted it. Fun, whatever. Drove home. Didn't care. Isn't it so cool? Sorry to just think back to that moment where you just drove home. You were doing your daily TikTok. Cause that's how I think I just like step into that mindset. And I was like, thinking back. I even... You I had took no idea. videos. Yeah, I had no idea. I took videos of like me scanning like all my things. And of course, like 13 uh like bars of Fells Napa equate to like $12. And so I was uh-huh. like, this is so cheap. And like I even took videos of that. I didn't post them anywhere. I just thought it was like, look at all these bars I'm buying and like look how much it is. <laughs> and that's so cool. And like this is whatever. Get in my car. I still can't believe like this. <laughs> you know, like really shabby Walmart market near my house. I'm Angel like, do you life. understand what has happened in your parking lot? Like you don't even, you should go in, you don't even know. find the person yeah. that checked you out and say, do you know what happened to me this do day? Do you know what happened? When I, was my being, life when I was being weird and taking my phone out and you were like, what the fuck is this girl recording with the soaps? <laughs> it changed my life. <laughs> You're like, what is she doing with all this crap? And I'm like, oh, you don't even, you don't even know. <laughs> um, and so I went home that night and uh, it was like 
going really well and and I was getting more views than I usually do. And then I uh, I went to like 500 followers that night. I was like, oh my, I was like, babe, babe, guess what? Like, this is so cool. And I went to dinner. I went to dinner that night with my family and I was like, Uncle DJ, like I have 500 followers. Like, blah, blah. And I, kept, I was telling him, I was like, the video is doing really well. Like, isn't that cool? And they're like, yeah, Sarah, like, that's really neat. Whatever. Pass the chips. And I didn't hear this, then the this next detailed of the story. I'm loving yeah, it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, whatever. Go to sleep. And I wake up. And I check it. And it was, I think at that point I had gained, I was at like between 3,000 and 5,000 followers or something. And I was like, oh, oh, this is, oh, this is, um, and I'm like, Joseph, like that's my fiance. So I was like, Joseph, something's happening. Something's going on. And my friends were texting me. They're like, hey, like you're getting, I was like, yeah, bro. I know. Like, I don't know what's going on. And I was like, that's cool. And so I wasn't really, I wasn't making anything else. We were just kind of watching it. And so for the next few days, like I, I wish, actually, I know who has it. My my future mother-in-law, Joseph's mom, has screenshotted my TikTok every morning since it happened. Stop. She is, so if I need any data on what day I was at what number, she has it. You can make um, one of those she, aesthetic TikToks where it's like. I need to. Yeah. Just yeah. like the whole, you know, the whole thing. You I know need her to send me. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. I need to do that, and she she'll send it to me. I did the whole like follow your dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I did one of those. Um, and and so you know that was Saturday, and then Sunday I hit like five thousand, and then Monday I think I hit over ten thousand followers, and I was like, and at that point I'm like, I made it. This right. is it. I made it. This is yeah. everything I've ever wanted. Like this is an, and it just kept going, and it did not stop. It still hasn't stopped truly, but it did not Chill. slow down at all for about two and a half weeks. Within 10 days, yeah, five days I had 135,000 followers. Within 10 days I had 200,000. Um, and now we're that. at, it, yeah, it took about 10 more days, less than a month to get to 300,000. Um, oh. And now everything's like trickling. Um, so I, I gained mm, between 1,000 and 2,000 followers a day which is atrocious. That is whack to say. I'm like, who and who, what, where, and why? No, I'm going to throw um, And so right now I'm at like 315 or something. That's, well, first of all, yeah, I checked the other day just like before this interview and I thought it was going to be like 170. It's <laughs> like, holy shit, we're in the threes now. Yeah. So was that? No idea. Obviously it was so exciting, clearly. I would be like shitting my pants. That's so exciting. Oh, completely shitting myself. Was it? Oh, or is it because it literally just happened mm-hmm. overwhelming at all or just exciting was there do you feel pressure now or it's just simply exciting this is what I was meant to yeah. do this is so fun yeah it it definitely is overwhelming um because it's so weird because as you know when you're looking at somebody that this is happening to you're like oh my god their whole life is changing I assume that LA has sent them a ticket and they're <laughs> in an interview with Emma Chamberlain right now Literally. like that is what I'm like this is you know you're probably extremely rich at this your moment tanks. you know yeah you probably have so many brand deals and are talking to HBO about your next movie that's probably what's happening funny that spoiler alert <laughs> case you wanted to know it's not what happens by any way shape or form um and so it was weird looking at my my regular life especially because it was it was funny because during that time that that was happening things in my personal life like some like not great things were happening and I was having some real lows 
And it was such a contrast to look at him. I was like, wow, it feels like all the doors are opening up for me and everything I've ever wanted to happen is happening. And then it feels like all these other doors are shutting straight in my face and I'm getting like beat down to the ground. I was like, oh gosh, this is like weird to see. So it was very overwhelming because it doesn't feel real. Like it just looks like numbers, but at the same time, it you're like, something's changed. Like I can feel it, even though there's nothing manifesting in my real life yet that is changing. Something has changed. That's so that part is you. over. That's gotta yeah. be like such a mind fuck. Because oh, those yeah. are not real. Like it's a phone it's- and it's a number. I always think about that. I'm like, when it yes. happens for me one day, it, I'm going to look at that number and be like, it's just a number. It's kind of like. It's just a number. That's sad. so weird. But then, but but then I, my you, favorite part was going through the comments. I and I was like, say. each number is a person. Like, that's insane. Like, I loved, for a while, I loved replying to everyone. I still try and do that. I have stopped looking at the video that is now over 20 million views. That is no longer a fun place to be. Yeah. Um, but my other videos, it's very fun. I, I will go through every once in a while and I'll just reply to every single person. Um, I love that. But it's, yeah, as far as pressure, I did not feel pressure right away. And it was nice, but then sort of uh, like a good thing and a bad thing. Right after that, any video I made did super well, like would get 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, up so to 100,000 views. And it was so fun. Anything I said, it was like, oh, this is, this is, this is what this is like. Great. I'll literally, I can shit my pants and, and I'll get so many views. It'll be awesome. Thank um, you, TikTok. And then, and then things started to like dip. So now we're kind of at a place where, um, like my content was, uh, I was getting really low views for a while. And then I just, um, like released a couple more videos that are then doing what I'd say is like a typical projected, like based on percentages, like the views that I should be getting based on my following. And then, but I have other ones that like aren't doing as well and are lower in percentages than I think. That's the first time I felt pressure because I was like, oh, like something's wrong. And it bothered me for days. And it kind of still is that I'm like, now that we are sort of leaning off of the wave, I am having to, again, look at what's performing well. Like why isn't something performing well? Because even somebody commented on it. They're like, how does this video have so like only... 100 likes and you have 300,000 followers and I was like bruh you think you're wondering like I'm wondering the same thing that's the first time I felt pressure when I was like oh things are no longer performing as I feel that they're expected to perform I think TikTok does that on purpose to be honest with you I, I think too. no I really do I've been thinking this lately because like, all of- you're getting a hothead um you're done no like you need to work harder I really do think because all my workout class reviews were popping off and now they're the only videos that like can't even hit a hundred views and then everything else hits thousands. It like makes no yeah. sense. And I think TikTok like changes it on you so that you panic and feel the need to make better content. Like I really do think that. So try not to get too hard on yourself because it's every single creator goes through that. I, yeah. Speaking of strategy, I noticed right after you got the 100,000, you were going live a lot. Was that part of your strategy just to like cultivate a community? And yeah, let's get into like all that. Yeah. So um, the first time I went live, uh, it had like thousands of views and I was like, oh, like this is really a thing. So I started going live uh, like once a day um, or like once every other day during wow. like a lunchtime period. 
just to say hello. Um, and that was more motivated by the fact that people were actually watching. Like, it's really cool to see like, oh, people are asking questions. And it was a great way for me to answer the questions about the video from people who wanted to watch the live when I could not get to the questions that were coming in so fast from Fair. the comments. Um, I think that that is definitely a strategy to grow, um, especially if you're doing it consistently. Um, but then I like I would go in and there wasn't as many viewers and I was seeing that like my lives weren't doing as well and I kind of stopped and now it's kind of at a point where I'll need to pay more much more attention to the timing I'm finding my time of my TikToks did not really matter and now that I'm seeing a drop in viewership and stuff like that I really pay attention to time other I would just my rule was you post when you post and to a certain extent I still do that but if I really want something to be seen, like I know no matter how excited I am, I have to post it at like 9 p.m. Really? Like I can't. Oh, yeah. I can't do anything in the morning. I can't do anything in midday. Like I might as well be like whispering to the wind um, because. No yeah. And and I would see that happening. Like it'd be like, you know, doing well, slow growth. And then at night they would like pop off. Now it's like at night they don't pop off. It's a, as slow a growth. And so I think it's that, you know, how many people are seeing your video, you know, in the first, you know, hour, and then if they're going to push it or not, that kind of stuff, you know, I think we're getting to that kind of technicality. So I will post my videos in the evening and I get most of my views at night. Okay. When I'm sleeping. I feel like I'm you like, have- I don't know what schedule you guys are on, but it is not the same as Grandma Sarah's. I She's think- in bed. What someone said once was when you're off TikTok, TikTok wants you to get back on it. So they give you a bunch of notifications and they start serving your videos to more people. So that might be what it That's is. True. TikTok is a crazy yeah. place. So crazy you're place. clearly like an analytical person. You're a science girl. Yes. So like you're into the numbers and everything. So let's go back to like the bullet points that you were telling me that like right yeah. after it blew up, like what, what are the things you notice? And I do want to preface this with like, I think it changes literally every week. Like oh, absolutely. TikTok, but is there anything, even just like how to analyze your content, is there anything that you would still suggest or that you think really attributed to your growth? 100%. 100%. Um, so, and, and as soon as it happened, and there is also a difference between going viral and getting followers. Um, so this is, um, you know, my strategy, I, I not only wanted to see like why that video did well, because then you're kind of only analyzing the video itself, but why is the video converting? That's a better way to look at it to then, um, you know, because if a video goes off and you don't get any followers, you're just kind of disappointed. It doesn't True. really do much for you. So what, what went well, why the video did well, and then why it converted. Looking back, I think it's because of my consistency. So I started like once a day in January. So at this point, I'd been doing about two and a half months. And then the month, so that I posted that video on a Saturday, the Monday before I made a pact with myself that I was going to make three TikToks a day and I was going to post three TikToks a day. I was like, I want to take this seriously. Like, I don't care how long it takes. I'm just going to be consistent. I'm, and it like the only thing I care about, I don't care about the views right now. I only care about if I hit my own marks. If I post three TikToks a day, that is a win. And I will feel the same satisfaction that I feel as if it got a lot of views. It's like, okay, that's where we're going in. So Monday started posting three TikToks a day, three TikToks Tuesday, three TikToks Wednesday, the whole thing. And then I ended up actually like, this was more of an accident playing or posting six TikToks on Friday. 
I don't know if that contributed or not. I don't think so. I think if I posted three, it still would have done it. It was more of like the consistency and like the quantity. I posted six TikToks because I found, you can even go back. I found this one song and then I did like three <laughs> extra TikToks about it because I had a small obsession. And that day I was on one. You would have thought I like to crack or something. Yeah. Like I was having a good time. Um, but I think I, when I, I went back, I said, okay, this like success when things go viral and and you convert to followers i think tiktok is a lot of like preparation meets opportunity that's why people say keep going because the only reason that people came back to my content watched it and then followed was because i had consistent content on there and it was relatively there was a thread of a niche that i did not see that i did not mean to do and I don't like niches. Um, I've always felt very restricted by them. I think that they are really, really good if you're wanting to grow fast, like absolutely like nail down something and drill into it. My personality, I really, I feel very restricted by that. So I was, you know, I, there, you can go two ways about it. I didn't want to do that because I know I would quit before I got anywhere. So I was like, okay, I'm going to say I am my niche. And that worked because I then saw, I was like, why are people following So watch my other videos. And even though I did not mean for it to happen, there was a thread of consistency there where you could tell I might be showing you my groceries. I might be showing you my makeup. I might be just talking. Everything I did had this thread of uh, being frugal, this thread of saving money. I talked about budgeting. I talked about like what things cost and what I thought about those type of things. So even though I didn't mean to, it honestly came from my own bout of financial right. insecurity problems. And everybody's like, I understand that. Let's <laughs> hop on. And so they saw that I had consistent content talking about a certain topic or with this common thread of the same energy the same type of like that's what the, that's what they stayed for is the energy it was entertaining I had similar content um and then I started making more of course on like frugal and life hacks and those type of things but that's what I think did well if you're like wanting kind of a bullet point posting three times a day that's why that did well and then um during it gives you yeah it gives you that that data yeah uh, uh posing that much like gives you data so you know if whatever did well on Monday, I could then nail down that on Tuesday. So um, everybody's like trending sounds, trending sounds. And that's totally true. Like I did a, I did a wide net of, of videos. I did trending sounds. I did all these things. The videos that did well for me was me talking and they were longer, no less than a minute and a half of me yapping my mouth. God given gift for sure. That was, that was meant to be. And so then I stopped doing trending sounds and I did a lot more talking and I saw, okay, those are doing well. And so I just kept like putting videos out, watching what worked, repeat, putting videos out, watching what worked, repeat. And I just kind of kept going. Um, And then of course it was a long yappy, which now people get mad at that video. They're like, can you shut up and get to the point? I'm like, actually, I can't. Actually, my mother has been asking me that for my entire life. And I, I am incapable of getting to the point. Don't ask me to tell you a story. We'll never get there. I'm but positive. That's, that's why the, that content works for you. That's what I was going to ask you. I was going to say you do all original content. And I don't think that works for everyone. I think it's a personality thing. Because no. when you go yeah. to like corporate Natalie, I don't know if you follow her, but like hers is yeah. all trending sounds because she's so funny with her expressions and her captions. Yes. And like, that's her gift. Yours she is knows your... how to hit the nail on the head in her niche with that sound. The like delivery, it takes it, it, yes. yes. Where 
you are this relatable lifestyle budgeting girly who has the highest energy and it's like fun to watch you go off. So that's why I think that does well for you. But I was going to ask you if you think, do you do original content without any music? I rarely use music. Okay. I just, it just occurred to me. I was like, oh, I could like use those like trending, like the music that's going well, but also my account, I'd like does not have music any of the harry styles music oh my gosh the about damn time by lizzo do you know how much i want to like i've learned that entire song i don't have access to it so it's more the fact that change your i have a business account oh i can i can change my account to personal and i have like if i really want to make something i'll change it to personal make the tiktok post it and then go back to business but um without my business account i can't have my links there and people click on that too much for me to not have it. Like, Wait, that's I how people get to. What links? In your bio? Like, my website. I have that. And I switched to personal. It, it took. It takes it away from me. Maybe because you have followers and I don't. <laughs> Honestly, some. Okay. Another thing. Can you still do. You know the TikTok hack too. Or like the. Like a glitch to download the TikToks. Without no, the I watermark? can't. No, I can't. They, they, okay. they caught us. I did, I, yeah, I was like, was that, did they catch me and took no. it off of me when my followers went up or was that a, it was it's that everyone. a uh, coincidence? I can't yeah, do playlists, so which is really annoying because I want to put all my work yeah, up. Yeah, as soon as I got playlist, playlist, I was like, thank God. Ugh. Anyway, okay, I could talk to you about this for so much longer. Yeah. But you yeah. have given us so many like tangible tips and I'm so proud and happy for you and it's so well-deserved and I'm so, so happy much. it's you of all people. Like, I'm just, it's so fun to watch and I'm so excited for you and I'm going to keep watching everything you post. Thank you so much. Any feedback is welcome. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the ending segment. Fun facts and favorites. If you have one, what's your morning routine? Okay. Morning routine. So I uh, wake up at, my alarm goes off about 6.30 and I immediately start reading. Um, I, my scheduled morning routine says like when I wrote it down, 30 minutes of reading. Your girl reads for an hour. She has a small problem. Wow. I love reading. Um, and I, re- I read fiction books now. I, I know I did nonfiction for like a long time, like business and money. But it was really hard to wake up in the morning, read about my business, do my business, and then go to sleep reading about my business. It's that was night, a little rough. It's nighttime for me. I started getting into yeah. fiction too because it was like it had my mind going at night and we don't need that. Don't even get me started. <laughs> Listen, anybody anybody listening that's wanting to get into fiction, I need you to read A Court of Thorns and Roses the whole series but start with it's just just read it and and we'll just thank me later and then we can talk about it I literally dm me because we'll gab about it forever anyway so I read in the morning (laughs) Um, I read yes for an hour (laughs) and I'm like oh my god I am late what's going on and uh then I get changed I do a really short workout I only work out for between like 10 to 20 minutes I just do like the um I have the Peloton app and then I have the Blogilates app the Blogilates app is free Peloton one my parents have a Peloton so I just scooch onto their account um and I'll do one of their like 10 to 20 minute classes because I like like a little bit more intense movement for like a shorter amount of time um just do that in my little workout corner I then I have the same green smoothie every morning with like bananas and kale and whatever and like healthy things. Go upstairs, shower, get ready, and then be boop downstairs. And that's when I start my work. Um, okay. My whole life is in this, in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, you already answered the next two questions. Favorite workout class, favorite book. So now favorite podcast. 
favorite podcast um i've got a couple i i adore i mean i've been following jc marie smith since lord knows when so i listened to what we said um and i have since they started that podcast i listen to that every single week um i'm really loving the bad broadcast i think maddie is so freaking funny um she's oh she's hysterical that's like a really random one um and i started like none of these are going to be like helpful business ones um i can i can you know gold digger is an obvious one for business but again i start i stopped like leaning into other people's business content because i realized i had a moment where i was like okay i'm probably whatever i need to know i i know like i know what i need to do if i just listen to my own intuition so and it was just getting to an unhealthy amount of like listening to other people and their own opinions. So I started listening to fun ones, bad broadcast, what we said. And then I just started Girls Gotta Eat. That is so freaking funny. It is not something to listen with other people. This is not okay. one to listen in your car with your kids. Mm-hmm. Not if you're literally with anyone, don't. It, they are <laughs> some kind of raunchy, but in the funniest way. Like it's, it's it is curving the line of vulgar but it's so relatable like they're really really funny yeah I've never listened to them but I've been hearing that recommendation for a while so I gotta tap into that it's pretty much all like these women's sex lives um and like different things about that they hold back nothing um (laughs) but and they're both comedians I'm pretty sure they're both comedians like that that they perform and like do things so um it is hysterical okay cool I'll check that out all right. When do you feel your happiest? Um, I feel my happiest when I have, I'm around my friends or my family. We're doing something, especially during the summer, like a good summer day when I'm just hanging out with people. There's not really much of a plan. Food is somewhere in there, but I, again, raging extrovert. So if I'm in a group of people, um, even at like, if there's like a networking event in town or something Ooh. or a place where I'm like meeting new people, I, that is my highest adrenaline, my highest like wow. peak self is when I'm surrounded even more so than when I'm with people I know when I'm with people I don't know. Stick me in a room with a ton of people I don't know. And I am at peak Sarah. I adore you. it. That's it a is strange. The, it's other people's complete nightmare. Yeah. Complete nightmare. Ooh, you like they're like networking event. event. Absolutely not. Take and I'm like networking event new friends. Let's go. Wow. Good for you. That's amazing. Okay. What would be your last meal on earth? Last meal on earth is, um, it is against everything that I like. We are vegetarian at home. I hate Southern food, like all these type of things. However, my one meal, I get it on my birthday. It is my Nana's chicken and rice and it's gravy made from like the chicken on the rice. None of this. I don't eat really eat Like we, again, we're vegetarian at home. I'm not a big like chicken or meat person, but for whatever reason, with my Nana's recipe, her baked chicken and then rice and gravy and then like peas on the side, such like a home cooked Southern meal. That is my dying meal. That is it. My dying meal. (laughs) The nostalgia too. I like that answer. Okay. Where can the people find you? Your TikTok, your Instagram, your podcast, everything you do. Lay it all yes. out there. Yes. Uh, you can find me anywhere as Sarah E. Boss, Pinterest, um, YouTube, even though I don't do a lot on there, although I've been getting requests to get back on there. That's like a whole nother commitment. Well, so we'll see if I get there. TikTok, of course, Sarah E. Boss, Instagram, Sarah E. Boss. Um, Boss is spelled B-A-U-S, by the way, not B-O-S-S. Um, and then 
my podcast is attainable podcast um on any of my channels you'll find my like link to bio and that's where you can uh find it really easily but we're on spotify we're on apple Podcasts, all the kind of stuff and we do have an attainable podcast instagram if you want to head over there i'm very proud of its aesthetic that is the it's only gorgeous. place where i miss i'm i'm aesthetic that is the <laughs> only only place that there is like a common theme of anything um but yeah that is everything everything i got Thank you so, so much. I'm so excited for you and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I would so appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate, review, and definitely subscribe so that you don't miss another insightful episode. You can also engage with the community on the Dare to Self Care podcast Instagram. So definitely join us all there and I will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.